<laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Daily Time Ticket. <coughs> Probably wondering why I'm coughing. It's because, uh, you know, I swallowed something and uh, went down the wrong pipe. So that's why I'm coughing. Anyways. How the hell are you? Huh? It's been a while. It's been a uh, whole, what, uh, four or three days since my last upload. I'm trying, fellas. I'm trying, fellas. And, and is there a word for ladies like fellas? You know, you know the movie Goodfellas. Yeah, they have. Uh, you know, they say Goodfellas, but is there like a good ladies? Good, good. I don't know. Is fellas a a bi, bi um, sexual bi gender term? I don't know. Today's guest is Jocelyn Castillo. Jocelyn Castillo. Uh, she corrected me on the way you used to say her name because I I was ban- I was saying it wrong. I was always saying Jocelyn, but uh, yeah, I got I got the I got I got the the correct way to say it now. Had a great time talking to her. She's an ISU dental program, and we talked about teeth. We talked about having immigrant parents. We talked about all types of stuff. Had a good time talking to her, and I hope you guys enjoy this one just as much as I did. So without further ado, give a big daily time ticket welcome. To the very sweet and smart, Jocelyn Castillo. Uh, I guess the best way to always start these these podcasts out is to get uh, a feel for who you are and what you're doing currently and how you got into what you're doing so today's guest is Jocelyn Castillo am I right yes yes okay how, how do you how did you go about with Jocelyn because people always say Jocelyn is that a bit of a a pet peeve of yours and oh. people are always are, are messing it up oh yes for sure I think but it didn't bother me most of my life. I think most of my life I just let people slaughter my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until probably the end of high school that I was like, actually, it's not Jocelyn. It's Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were so mad. They were like, you let me say your name wrong for like 12 years. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but I've simplified it down. So I say it's like Joe, Joe Jonas, and Celine, Celine Dion. And that seems to help people a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. two very powerful voices. Yes. In one. I like it. How do you think I feel? I used to go by my middle name, and then I told people that I started to go by my first name. And people don't like it when you change your name. Yeah, I've and learned. yours was really different. Yeah, it's a completely different name. Because uh, mine was, my middle name is is Ivan. Okay. That's my middle name. My first name is Osni. How and did Osni come to be? like? The story I've been told is that my parents saw it at the end of a of a movie credits or of a telenovela credits uh-huh. that's where they saw it and they were like that that's it that we're going to call him <laughs> that and that's where they got it from i don't know if that's true or not but i haven't ran into any other osnies i've looked up the word osnie and see if anybody else has it on facebook and nobody does we are i am a one of a kind yeah. double o and that's me. Do you think that you now I feel like I'm interviewing you, but do you Go think ahead. that you coming to finally accept your first name had to do anything with you changing as a person or in that like yeah. I don't know if that's uh that's it. I just the my college professor the very first day was he he just said Osni and I was I didn't want to correct him, so I said, Yeah, I'm here. 
And never ever since then, I went, you know what? I kind of like the name Osney. I don't know why I haven't gone by it for the last 12 years of my life. <laughs> and then I find I just, yeah, my, my aunts call me Osney. Okay. My aunts in Mexico call me Osney. Everybody else calls me Ivan. Yeah. Yeah, I or know. Ivan. I, I mainly did it because I don't want to be called Ivan. I hate being called mm-hmm. Ivan. I don't, I, that's a one name. I, I was always, that. see, like, Jocelyn was my Ivan. Right. My, uh, the, the white version of it. I'm just <laughs> like, don't call me that. Uh, well, I'm glad you've come to accept your name fully. Thank you. Anyway, so what you are going to ISU now, mm-hmm. right? So you you graduated a couple years after I did from high school, and then you came up to ISU. And what are you doing at ISU now? Yeah, so I am in my third year, second semester. I'm so excited to graduate. Um, majoring in, okay, I always say this, and people are like, oh my gosh, that's so impressive. But the two degrees overlap a lot, so it's really not that big of a deal. So I'm getting a Bachelor's of Science in Health Science and then a Bachelor's of Arts in Spanish for the Health Professions with a Biology minor, mm-hmm. um, all with the hopes of going on to dental school after my undergrad. That's a lot. That does sound like a lot. <laughs> so does ISU offer a dental program? So they have a dental hygiene program, which is really well known actually in our um, area of the state. And um, it's really good, I've heard. But they, like in the state of Idaho itself, we don't have a dental school. Mm-hmm. But we do have an agreement with Nebraska, um, Omaha specifically, a school down there called uh, Creighton University. And so mm-hmm. their agreement is that because we don't have a dental school in Idaho, they'll, um, Idaho bought like eight seats specifically for Idaho residents. Um, and then you do your first year here at ISU and your last three years in Omaha. And some of the, I guess, pros of that program is that you get like a scholarship, you get in-state tuition, and dental school is really expensive. So compared to like other prices, like it's, it can't compare if you can get into that program. Um, Through ISU? So those two schools are connected? Um, more specifically, the state of Idaho. Oh, the state of Idaho is connected mm-hmm. to So if I applied, I'd be competing against people from like Boise State and U of I and other schools in Idaho. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Pretty, is it pretty high, competitive? Very highly contested spots? Um, I think they have about 40 people apply every year, which, I mean, compared to other schools that have like thousands, well, not thousands, but probably hundreds of applicants, mm-hmm. I might have a better chance, but it's still, yeah, it's still pretty competitive because everyone has great qualifications, are great candidates, have good grades, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of which I assume you are as well, <laughs> right? I hope so. I've been working really hard these mm-hmm. last couple of years. Is there is there a community service aspect to all these things too? Because I know a lot of degrees, they don't require it, but it just looks really good on your applications. Right, yeah. And I think when it comes to anything like health related, they really want to see that you care not just about like, you know, making money and being out there being a doctor, but that you actually care about going into these professions because you want to care for people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything with health professions is, is always very scary to me just what? because people, dealing with people is very, um, s- it's sad. It seems very sad to me, like especially with health stuff because you would have to constantly be like the one person that delivers that news. You, right. Like in cartoons, not cartoons, in shows <laughs> you would see the doctor comes out and he just has a sad look on his face and then you see the parents crying. But you're not going to be doing that. You're going to be working with teeth, right? Right. I know. I was like, actually, people ask, why not medicine? I'm like, that's actually one of the reasons why I I wouldn't want to be delivering sad news to people. And I think also I have a less likely chance of, you know, 
killing someone while fixing their teeth. It's not very That's likely, so you know? You know? Yeah, but you can mess someone's smile up. If you mess someone's smile up, oh, man. But I'm going to be trained, hopefully, by then. That's true. You yes. hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, I don't know if this is true or not. I was hoping you could lighten, it, shed some light on this. Uh, it might be a myth. It could be, I could be completely wrong, but I always hear this. Dentists have a very high suicide rate. That's actually true. That's true? Yeah. Why is that true? I mean, I don't know. I'm not in dental school yet. I'm not a dentist. But I honestly think, and I think that's with any health-related field, you really have to check your motivations. Because mm-hmm. if you're just in it for the money, you're going to get there, and you're still not going to be fulfilled. And you're still going to. And it's a, it's a high-stress um, like career. You're taking care of people's health. You're in charge of a team. You have to manage so many things. So if you're in it just for the money, you get there and then you feel, I feel like, probably unfulfilled mm-hmm. and empty. So I think it's just making sure that you have your priorities straight. How did you how did you know that that's what you wanted to get into? How, do you, how, how did you come about thinking, this is going to fulfill me right. more than X career, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I was actually 13 when I decided I want to be a dentist. Dang, 13? That know. was early. <laughs> you did that early. And I think I've always been a pretty goal-driven person. I went from wanting to be a lawyer, from wanting to be the first woman president. I was like mm. 10, and my teacher was like, honey, I think you shouldn't say you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's shoot a little lower there. Um, um, which is good, because then I saw what it did to Obama's hair, and I was like, no, I'm good. I don't want to be a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think being in that career would not be fulfilling for me. I don't like... There's too much conflict going on, and I realize as I've gotten older, I don't love conflict. And so, no. I'm like, no, I think I'll just... And I like taking care of people. I'm the oldest in my family, and so I've had to look after, like, my three little sisters and stuff. And also, you know, being the child of immigrant parents, like, you have to take care of your parents in a certain way. And yeah. so I like taking care of people. And the older I get, and my motivations to begin with, I think, with dentistry, were a little skewed. We're a little off. I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to be different. I wanted to be recognized and admired in the community. Um, but I think the older I've gotten, the more I realize I'm actually needed in that field because... I mean, if you can see around here, there aren't any, like, diverse health care providers. Not very many of them, anyways, in, like, positions like a doctor or a dentist. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think I'm needed in that area. And growing up, I think I also heard a lot of people talk about, the, like, Hispanic people talk about the dentist as in, like, people that were either greedy or that um, had done perceived... Like, I remember talking to someone, and they were like... I don't know why they took that molar out. Like, they didn't know why they received <laughs> certain treatment. I'm like, what? That's insane. Like, to, and it, it's in a way angering. And so I'd like to hopefully, my goal in pursuing dentistry is to be a bridge between, like, the Hispanic community and oral health. Because oral health is important. Not just visually. but It's, it's very important. Right. And so. I've heard flossing can take up to five years off of your life if you don't do it because of inflammation <laughs> or something. Yeah, gingivitis and yeah. stuff like that. So it's very important. And I think the Hispanic community, especially in rural Idaho, like, you know, lacks the information and, and lacks the appropriate care in the oral health sect, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm passionate about. It's it's good you found that passion, you found that niche. Hopefully you can achieve that, but you're still a ways away, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the time frame are you looking for? So right. you're three years in right now, mm-hmm. and then another four years after this if you get into Nebraska? Yep, so um, yep, four years of undergrad, and then if I get accepted, wherever I get accepted, there are a couple schools that do dental school in three years, but I don't want to go through that kind of 
environment that kind of accelerated stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, another four years after my undergrad to obtain my degree. Why don't you <laughs> want to do the accelerated? Why do you want? Why don't? Why do you not deal well under stress? Or I just want to take my time growing up. I don't want to be a what like super young. I mean, I'll be a young dentist hopefully, anyways, but. I really want to, to take my time and to, and I think school, that's all I've ever done is school. And school. so I think I'd like to, to grow a little bit more and, and be in that environment of like, yeah, school's stressful, but I think it's not as scary as, as being out there in the real world, you know? School is actually really fun. <laughs> right. School is actually very fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, when I was in school, I, would, I, I thought it was a drag, but it's the easiest part of your life. It's really not that bad. You can wake up. You, some people wake up at 11. I wish I could wake up at 11 every day. That'd be amazing. But you can't. And once you get into the real world, you start seeing, you start thinking, oh, yeah, I had it pretty easy back then. And now, and then you start looking at bills and other things start racking up and you start thinking, holy crap, now I have to deal with all of this stuff. I got car payments, house payments, all the random payments that I don't even know. Like my car just gets... <laughs> stuff taken out of it like I, I i look at my 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 after i get paid and i get my stub and i go where did all the money go yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense right so i just i guess i just want to take time to to grow up and, and school seems nice and yeah i i like school so another yeah another year have you have you looked at the other programs that you will have a close second to where are those programs at oh yeah for sure um I'm really family oriented, so I think I'd like to stay in the Northwest. But um, so I've looked at the University of Washington in Seattle. Um, they have a really nice program. The University of Utah is a fairly newer program, but I've heard that they're really good as well. Uh, University of Colorado, I think, is another one that I've been looking at. Um, nothing in California. California doesn't appeal to me at all, really. You don't like California? No. Why not? Much, Sunny California. Uh, no, too much traffic, too much, uh, too many people. I think. Yeah. Actually, there's less and less people now. The oh, because they're people, all moving. <laughs> people keep moving. They keep coming here. Well, but I, I, I just, it doesn't appeal to me. No. No. Ryan, you don't want summer all year long? No, you I like. You like having four seasons? I like having four seasons. Um, but I've also looked at some on the east. I think I wouldn't be afraid to move across the country, like in Pennsylvania, North Carolina. But at the end of the day, wherever I get accepted, You're I'll gonna probably go. go. Mm-hmm. You're going to go. If I have choices, great, but we'll see. How hard, how are the applications for applying to dentistry school? Are they huge? Are they a lot of essays involved? Do you have to get a bunch of recommendations? Right. So I feel like if you want to apply to dental school, it would be best to know like coming into your undergrad because it really, I feel like it's like a whole four year long application process. You should start from like day one, um, getting involved, being in clubs, making connections with professors. Um, it's just a whole whole process, but like the real application process starts probably um, a whole year before you actually want to get in. And so you start, obviously all throughout your undergrad, you're taking all the STEM classes that are required, you know, your biology, chemistry, physics, all that stuff. And then when, once you actually start applying, you need to start compiling out your letters of reference from professors, from a dentist. Um, you have to make sure that you have the required shadowing hours for the schools that you'll be applying to. And then you also, of course, have to have all your activities sorted. And of course, you have that personal statement that you have to put their, turn in. And then you take um, an exam, kind of like the medical MCAT, but it's for dentists called a DAT. So you have to take that and 
hopefully score decent enough to be looked at because the first step of all this stuff is always just having the grades and the GPA. And then once you make that little hurdle, then they start looking at your extracurriculars and stuff like that. That is so many things. I know, I know. And then you Holy have to wait. crap. Once you turn it in, you have to wait like a whole year to find out if you actually make it or not. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like so much work. <laughs> I I filled out a little application for my first job and they said, you're hired. And that was it. <laughs> I remember one of the questions on the questionnaire was say was said, have you ever sold drugs or would you ever sell drugs out of this establishment? I said, no. And they said, you're hired. Oh. So that's all it took for me to get my job. <laughs> that is so many things, man. You, all right. We got to break that down because there was a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, oh, dang it. What did you say? You said, <laughs> it's so I had, much. I had, I, it in my, I had it too. I wanted to ask, talk about it too. The not letters recommendation. It was before that. We're talking about the personal day. statement. No, you have bef- your personal, it was before the personal statement. Your, your all your classes, your prerequisites. So the STEM classes, right? Mm. Nobody wants to take those classes. <laughs> those classes are awful. They are hard. I've seen my friends' chemistry stuff, and it is just gibberish to me. It's hard. Those classes are very difficult. How did how how did you go about going like, all right, I gotta do these. I know I gotta do these. And one class can take an afternoon to just do the homework for, right? I'm just <laughs> saying, like, oh, so many afternoons. No, and it makes me, okay, literally the other day I was studying for, um, I'm in organic chemistry right now, mm. and I was studying for a test that we had Monday, and I was on Instagram, you know, taking a little break that I deserve from the studying, and I saw these girls that I went to high school with, um, and they were having, like, it looked like the time of their lives. They were, like, dressed up in pretty dresses and, like, having a good time. And I was like, man, what am I doing what with my... What am I doing wrong? <laughs> Why am I not doing that? <laughs> I think, yeah, the career, the pathway to career, um, to, like, pre-health definitely takes a lot of, like, sacrifice. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I have a couple of friends like that, and... You just gotta, yeah. I have to constantly remind them, going, there's a purpose. There's a purpose for all this right now. You're doing whatever you're doing right now, whatever you think you're missing out on, you're saying must be nice right now. One day when you're the other guy, they're gonna be saying that towards whatever you're doing. They're gonna be like, oh, that must be nice. But they they don't see what you had to sacrifice while you were younger. Right. It's hard. It's hard. I, I, I. Yeah, I take my hat off to anybody chasing that field. I take my hat off to those. That's hard. That is so much work. I can barely sit down and do like a math problem. <laughs> I hate math. Math is my my crux. I love writing papers. I love researching all that stuff. Bugats. I'm, I, I'm, I'm great at it. But as soon as people throw math at me, <laughs> I check out. I hate it. I hate math so much. Do you think that because I, I actually don't like math either, um, but was there ever a point in your childhood, I get asked this a little time, like, where you were told that you were bad at math or that you felt like... I was actually told I was really good at math. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I used to be in the high level math mm-hmm. classes up until sixth grade. <laughs> and then that's when they started doing algebra. And oh. that's when flew out the window. Yeah. No idea. Why would you put letters in math? I don't understand it. Just give me some regular multiplication <laughs> problems or division long division i can do that that's easy yeah it's formulas and all the other stuff the actual mathematics mm-hmm. that i can't do <laughs> but i can add and subtract like no other i mean that's what you need like on the day-to-day basis yeah that's all you really need right. i will never i've never used a quadratic formula <laughs> in my life and i don't think i ever will 
Yeah. I will never have to know the slope of anything unless I'm skiing or something, but <laughs> I don't even ski. <laughs> so it's being along the lines of you are sacrificing a lot and you, mm-hmm. you, your time has to be uh, <clears throat> div- divided out very meticulously. Right. Even today, you're like, how much time <laughs> can I give you? Because I'm assuming you have other stuff to do also, right. right? How do you go about setting your schedule? Yeah. How? Where do you put in fun to, to mm. actual school? What's? How do you? How do you make that work? I think that's almost like well, while being a student, it's like a semester reassessment because your semester changes. You know, every every time you start the new semester, and so. I, I've always been really organized. My planner is like what I live by kind of thing. I use Google calendars too. And so, but lately actually I've been struggling with that, finding the balance between fun and, and studies because the closer you get to actually, you know, taking the next step, actually applying, it's like, how, how do I not lose myself in studies and actually have fun? Because I don't want to just study all mm. the time. I know it's not healthy. And so um, that's actually something that I'm working on right now is being able to better balance, like not just lose myself in my books and actually come out and like, so this is actually a good thing that you asked me to do this because I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to go outside and <laughs> not be reading a book. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I'll be able to go outside and talk about what I'm reading in my books. Right. <laughs> and so um, I don't know. I, I think I have actually though a really good community. I have good um, people around me that have been very supportive and remind me that like hey Jason, you should actually take care of yourself a little bit better I'm like yeah that's true and my parents have been really good about yeah reminding me that I'm still young I'm only 20 I don't have to act like I'm like 40 so very true I know a lot of people that do that yeah they they forget that they're kids yeah like dude your body's not going to be able to bounce back from stuff when you're a little bit older I know. that's why I do as many things right now to beat my buddy up as much as I can <laughs> I do I go to the gym in the mornings and I go hard in the afternoons I go I do jujitsu where I roll mm-hmm. around with people and get hurt go to tournaments every once in a while and like I am dead I am so tired all the time but I go I will be able to be this tired when I'm older Right. I'll, I can I can do this right now. I have the energy to do this. So why waste my energy? Because I think it was a couple of months ago. I was just at my weekends where I would wake up and I'd sit on the couch for the entire weekend. Wouldn't do anything. And I'd go and, and there's that voice inside of you always going like, you can do something. Go do something right now. Why are you just sitting here and you go, oh, and I'll watch another episode. Oh, I'll watch another episode, <laughs> whatever. Get another YouTube video. Or you start scrolling Instagram, you know, right. every time. And then next thing I know, it's eight o'clock. You go, well, it's eight o'clock. Maybe I'll do something tomorrow. And the next day comes around. Never it's the happens. same freaking thing. It was just, and it was that. And then I, one day it just clicked. I was like, I can't be doing this. I can't be. I have to go do something. It's starting to kill me inside. Yeah. And I, yeah. And ever since then, I found the podcast room. I started doing the podcast, and it's been running gun ever since. You yeah. know. So I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. Yeah. But I'm not doing math like you are. <laughs> I'm not doing chemistry, organic oh. chemistry. It's actually not as bad as everyone says it is. Um, oh, it sounds pretty bad. I mean, it looks bad. I it just looks like hieroglyphs. <laughs> I really liked the first semester. First semester was, I mean, granted, I had a really good professor. I have a great professor. Um, but yeah, first semester, it's just a lot of work. It really is. It's a lot of like putting in the time, and again, like sacrifice, not going out all the time, and um, 
Yeah, just being like actively learning, I think, mm-hmm. is what I found has helped me in a lot of these STEM classes is actively applying what I'm learning, um, not just passively How so? reading. Mm-hmm. How would you actively learn? Actively learn. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, showing. I go to lecture, obviously. I take the notes. I go home and review. But it's like actually um, one, I think, is like teaching other people is a really good way to actively learn. Having group study, like group studies and teaching the people in the in the group or um are you the one that usually takes the the not the, ma- always. the mantle will be like i right, i know what's going on guys <laughs> not always i actually have both of my roommates are taking organic chemistry and that's been really really great we teach each other and stuff um but yeah just teaching each other doing lots of practice problems i probably yeah i don't want to talk about how many practice problems one does before a test <laughs> But just if you had to round it, oh how no! Many, how many? How much time would you say for one test? The are you one studying? Test. Are we for? talking about like the week before the weekend or total? Just oh total. my gosh! No, the, no. the guy tells you, all right, we got a test coming up in two weeks. Okay, in two weeks. So I probably won't start. Stu- I'll, I'll start lightly studying, maybe like a week and a half before the test, which is maybe like two hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then once I get closer to the test, maybe like the weekend of like we usually have our tests on monday so i start studying friday night which i'm not gonna do for the next test because i'm like this is the second semester i'm like i need to study differently now um gotta switch it up yeah gotta switch it up um in that weekend oh i like i go of everything else and just study and it's probably like oh i don't want to say this but probably like eight hours every day it's a full-time job Mm -hmm. damn man well, that's what they always told us. <laughs> I remember I remember being told for every one hour of in class, you have to do two hours mm-hmm. out of class. I never did two hours out of class. <laughs> but <laughs> but I was there was a reason I was getting barely scraping by in all my classes because mm-hmm. I would show up and go like, I know some of this stuff, you know. But that that's what made the difference between somebody that got an A or a high B between, you know, I was getting C's and barely barely sometimes like i got a d i got a <laughs> i got a c in spanish and i am fluent that's in spanish okay. That's okay. because i never turned anything in okay I ne- that's your that's fault why. yeah no that's what i'm saying it was it, it was all based it was all on me and mm-hmm. I, I that's what i learned my first go around of college was it's all on me right. i'm paying for these classes mm-hmm. and, and like i if i don't pass this class thankfully i passed all the classes but i could have passed with flying colors on all the classes but i was never you know i was i wanted to go have fun I, my 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 balance was was skewed like yours is <laughs> completely opposite to what mine was i was i would never find time to actually study i was always going out and doing stuff right. and what yours is like i should go do stuff but i got this you had a higher sense of responsibility than I did. <laughs> that's for sure. I remember what I wanted to ask you. Oh, yes. Shadow hours. Oh. How do those work? How do you have to go find? You know, just explain to me how they right. work. So it really depends. You have to start researching what schools you want to go to because every school has different requirements. You have some schools that are like, oh, yeah, just 40 hours is fine. And then you have schools that are like, if you don't do at least 100, we won't even look at you. So it's like, um, okay. So, um. Yeah, I think you have to come up with, like, the number that you're aiming for pretty early on because you don't want to be shadowing, like, two months before you're applying because you have to have those shadowing hours done before you apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how I went about it, I started shadowing when I was probably a senior in high school for, like, the senior project thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to shadow a dentist and see if I actually want to do this before I, like, start college. And I liked it. And then I continued to shadow, like, 
in the summers that's when I was able to do it and I'm actually really grateful that the dentists around here like during COVID I thought I wasn't going to be able to get in but they've been really good about um you know coming in wear your mask and stuff so um but shadowing has honestly probably been my least favorite part of the whole like process not least favorite but just hard because you feel like you're in everyone's way because mm. you can't actually do anything you're not an assistant you're not a hygienist you're not obviously not the dentist and so you just sit there in the corner like and then they ask you can you see and you're like <laughs> yeah, I can see you're putting something in their mouth. <laughs> you can't be right up next to them, right over their shoulders. Right. Um, but, I mean, I have had great experiences with some dentists that, like, really want to educate me. They're like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I did this instead of this. Um, and Or that bring me into their office and they're like, oh, you know, why actually want to get to know me and aren't just like, okay, kids, stand in the corner and watch me work on this patient's mouth kind mm. of thing. So, um I don't know. It's uh, definitely intimidating getting into it. Um, once you get used to hearing no's, because oftentimes, especially right now, it's like, no, not right now. Um, but just getting an early start on it, I think, is the best advice that I could give anyone. How do you go about finding those dentists? Is it just walk in, like a cold call, go um, in there, hey, can I come in every once in a while? Um, I What I did is, you know, I, I'm from the Blackfoot area, and I felt like, Blackfoot dentists were more approachable than Pocatello, Idaho Fall Dentist. I don't know why, just in a smaller town and stuff. And so I, I made, I looked up dentists in Blackfoot and I wrote down every single phone number and I called every single office and I was like, okay, can I come in? Can I come in? And we scheduled and a lot of them were really nice once I told them why I was doing it. Um, so yeah, it's just making the time. They must to get it call. a lot too. I'm, ass- I'm assuming, right? right? Yeah. That the people want to go see them yeah. and it, it shouldn't be a hassle. Hopefully, they have enough people that they're like, I. Right, just yeah just stay over there yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't too bad i think it's just making sure that you do it with enough time so you're not rushing and stressing about it so were you there a full day Mm-hmm. usually um yeah around like eight hours seven hours every time i went um wear comfy shoes it's hard to just stand all day and just be in the corner and, dang yeah wow that's something i never had to do for my job either was shadowing hours i never understood why you can just go look at somebody what they're doing right Mm -hmm. but it does make sense go see it do you like it if you like it get more you know learn more about it and you can ask questions too were you asking a lot of questions while you were shadowing i was i would did they kind of tell you to hey yo maybe just be quiet (laughs) (laughs) there were some dentists so i i would bring in my little list of questions but i wouldn't start asking until the dentist invited me to ask because, yeah, I mean, there are different types of dentists. Some dentists can talk and do the procedure at the same time. Some dentists, I feel like, are more like, I'm focused, like, don't talk to me kind of thing. Um, so I'm like, okay, you just kind of have to, I think, get the feel for what mm-hmm. kind of dentist you're, you're shadowing that day. And did you ever go end up going to Idle Falls or Pocatello? I did actually shadow a periodontist here. A and what? And then a periodontist. Who's that? So everything, like like the gums and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm. any diseases. Um just no. he was really cool but I'm like I don't want to do that kind of work I actually want to work like I mean he worked with the teeth obviously but just more like, of a gum guy yeah more of a gum dude yeah <laughs> that's not my thing <laughs> but anyways um I also got to shadow um an oral surgeon um surgeon here in Pokey and oh they were so cool they were the oral so, surgeon yeah they do like lots of wisdom tooth extractions Ooh. all those were so that nice that what you want to do you want to extract some wisdom teeth I mean, I, I, if I get the appropriate training, I can still do that as a general dentist. I, I'm not really looking um, to specialize afterwards simply because I don't want to go 
for another like two years to like mm-hmm. another program. You once you get out, you, you're gonna be like, I'm done. I'm done. Get out of here. Yeah, and so, um, but their work was so cool, and they would talk about um, sometimes going into the hospital and like, cause they're also a facial, um, oral facial surgeon, so they would like be called into the hospital at like once a month and like fix people up that came in like with their face kind of like you know falling apart All mangled up uh-huh. or like, oh! <laughs> there they would come in they had a room that they showed me where they were like oh yeah we we break jaws in here and realign them and i was like call me when you do that dude please. break jaws and realign yeah. them whoa Heck yeah, that is. That was exciting to me. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not how I'm imagining it because I'm imagining it. They just like punch them and then get it broken off. Like, there you go. We got it done. I'm assuming there's tools used. Yes, lots of tools, lots of sedation. Um, and but, uh, I, if I were to specialize, I think I would want to do something with surgery, like oral surgery. Oral surgery. Mm-hmm. Man. The world of teeth is just so I, – I, yeah, my – the, the I always hear dentist mm-hmm. and and when I when I used when I was younger I would think dentist everything they would do everything with the mouth you know right. if it had to pertain to the mouth it was you just go to the dentist and then I learned there's an orthodontist mm-hmm. like what wait, wait hold up I thought a dentist did all that stuff so what's an orthodontist do I thought the orthodontist was you know how there's like a lion and then there's this like the the scientific name for a lion. Oh, yes, yes. So I thought that I thought dentist was lion, and then orthodontist <laughs> was the scientific name for a dentist. And they're like, no, that's a completely different job. They're yeah. they're doing completely different things. Did you ever think of dentistry and orthodontist? And would you was that ever for like a, a question for you going like, oh, I could go this way, but no, I want to go this way. Yeah, and so like, I mean, obviously, I'm still gonna keep my doors open um i haven't shadowed all the specialties but i've you know tried to learn how many specialties are there there's probably there's a lot i don't i don't think i could probably name them off to you but like the most like common like heard one that you said orthodontist you have your periodontist your oral surgeons you have your um endodontist which is a lot of um like root canals more like inside the the tooth Mm -hmm. um you have People that do veneers or all all those, or will those be fall under the the umbrella of dental surgeon or. Well, again, it really depends on what kind of training the dentist gets when they're in dental school, or mm. um, because if you go to a program that teaches you how to do a lot of like and what they're comfortable with, if you go to a program that teaches you a lot like of like endodontics, like a lot of the root stuff, then you're going to be more comfortable doing root canals in your practice, and so. Um, yeah, it just really depends on how you're trained in in your school and your program. Hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I could do it just because I don't want to like smell people's breath. <laughs> I, I think that's about what that. that's what would be the thing that would drive me away. Yeah. Just or somebody sneezes or something, and you're there. You're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, dentists are pretty good about like you know wearing well even before. Um, actually, looking at statistics. Dentists, out of all the health professionals, have contracted. Oh, at least when I looked at it, they were they weren't contracting COVID very much, which is surprising, right? Because like they're dealing with the mouth and it's yeah. wide open in their face. But dentists have always been pretty good about like protecting themselves because they are working with the mouth. They're the ones wearing the face shields. Mm-hmm. Those are the I think those were the people I would always see wearing face shields. Was dentists. Mm-hmm. And then talking to people while they had their mouths are completely open and they're just working in right. there. Man. <laughs> yeah, I've uh this is actually a very gross fact about me. Okay. But uh I've actually never been to a dentist. <gasps> what? Never in my life. 
when I become a dentist. I I've never speak. been to. I, I think that goes to speaking <laughs> when you're, uh, you know, uh, I came from a Hispanic family. We never really. There right. was never really a thing that we thought about. You going don't to the go dentist. until it really hurts. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, I've seen my dad go like, "Oh, my teeth hurt really bad," and then like he's like, "It'll be, it'll go, oh, it'll go away like in a couple of days," and it does, you know. But then, then I started thinking, what damage was just done to his mouth? Right, and not that just the mouth, could have like, gotten done, right? right. And yeah. I, I probably should go. <laughs> yeah, you should go. <laughs> After this is done, I'll give you a whole list of dentists. Give me, give me the, give me your rec- top recommendations, <laughs> man. I must. I'm at this point. I'm just too scared. I'm just too scared to go. They'll be like, no. bro, you are. You need serious just reconstruction <laughs> of your entire <laughs> mouth. No, we, you are. How are you still alive? That's what I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. That's what's gonna happen. No, you should go to the dentist. <laughs> you you should, should definitely go. go to the I dentist. will follow up with you and be like, have you gone to the dentist yet? Um, please. <laughs> Mouth's all rotting out. It's like, yeah, no. I got punched, but I think it's okay. It's just a little loose. No. No. That's my that's my secret about dentistry. And now Aww. and now people know. Um, I feel bad. <laughs> so what kind of activities are you involved at the ISU campus? Okay, so what you do I do besides study? You said you are involved study? with many things. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know SACNUS is one thing that you're involved with. Uh, we I've talked with you about that uh, recently. But what other stuff do you do? Yeah, so I coming in a high uh, coming in from high school, I was like, I'm not a leader. Like in high school, we went to the same high school. If either, I mean, I hate saying this, but like, if you don't have like a last name or like lots of money, you probably aren't going to be like in leadership positions in high school. Like it's it's the truth, you know? And so I never really, yeah, got those opportunities and I never really saw myself as a leader. So when I was approached actually by um, some people freshman year, they're like, oh, do you want to like be in this club? And I was like, yeah, sure. Do you want to be an officer? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in charge of stuff and people and have to bossy pull around and, but, I decided to take it and it was probably the best decision I made. So I started in the pre-health club just as like the pre-dental chair, you know, like trying to find opportunities for students and emailing them about it. And then I got into like, um, and I've, I've let go of organizations as I've gotten older because like I can't do everything at once and I've found things that I'm more passionate about mm-hmm. and I'd rather be involved in a club that like I'm passionate about and actually want to be, you know. And it's not just draining your time. Right, right. Um, so I've gone through a couple. I've gone through a couple of like cultural clubs and stuff like that. And currently I'm involved with the SACNAS, which stands for, here I go, the Society for the Advancement of Chicanos and Native Americans in Science. And so um, that club, yeah, it's kind of like what it said. It's meant to increase diversity in STEM. And I've, I've absolutely loved being a part of that club. I think it's taught me how much I actually care about my community, which is good, and how much I, I want to make a change and an impact on that community. How did you come about with, with SACNAS? How were you introduced? Yeah, so I was, at, you know, you know Sonia Martinez. I do do Sonia. Yeah, shout out Sonia. So Powerful. awesome, and so she, she, um, this. So SACNAS is a national organization, so all over the country, and they're really like based on like research, um, like undergraduate research or research at like all the levels, and so she wanted to start one because she's really involved with like um, research at the university. And so she was like, I want to I want to put a chapter together here at ISU. There's not one in Idaho. I want to do this. Um, and she approached a couple of other older students that were, you know, m- from minority groups and was like, do you guys want to be like the president, the this, this, this? And then little freshman Jocelyn in the corner, she was like, do you want to be the secretary? I'm like, um, OK. And sure. So, 
I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I said yes, though, because I've slowly, like, built my way up to, I'm currently the president. And so, yeah, I know, it was, it was scary. Your lifelong dream. My lifelong it dream. It became true. <laughs> I think I, no, I wouldn't know. The very first girl was, was a girl. She was the first president, so I wasn't the first one. Oh. It's okay, though. Still president. <laughs> still matters. It still counts. Okay. Um, it, actually, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. I did achieve in my a, goal. In a roundabout way. <laughs> tell, you need to go back to that teacher. Like, might I not be in the United States, <laughs> but I'm a president now. But uh, that's how I got involved. So I just have stuck with the club and have worked. And it was, I mean, it's still a work in progress. But we started, like, we no one knew who we were. We didn't know what we really wanted to do. So we had to, like build a foundation and I feel like I'm really lucky that I'm the president now that all the other people have built the like the strong foundation for me because now I can just like start to do more like you know talking about the podcast like starting it with you mm-hmm. and doing things like that um it's been fun and I have a really really good team that I've been able to to I don't want to say manage because that sounds negative but like to lead you know it's been it's been good so what things are you doing within SACNAS? Mm-hmm. And so a really big part of SACNAS is professional development. So like giving our members opportunities on like, you know, how do you write a resume? How do you make a CV? How do you write a personal statement? How do you, because a lot of our members want to go on to like either professional school or graduate school. And so like how to prepare them for that. Um, we also do a lot of like uh, community outreach. So um, we put together like these like COVID packages for um, Spanish speaking families in the area and like distributed them. Mm-hmm. And then we do a lot of high school outreach. We usually we visit in the spring semester high schools in the area. Like we went to Snake River one time. We went to Blackfoot, American Falls, really wanting to reach out to students that may want to go to college and may want to pursue STEM careers, but think that they can't do it for whatever reason. What do you think the most common reasons people think they can't go to STEM? fields are yeah I think what well I think for me um it might have been like well no one in my family has done it or you just especially in in immigrant families Mm -hmm. his Latino communities that's the biggest one is that even I've I was you know not not to my parents always said you you know you can do something you can always go ahead and do something great and it but it was always like do something quick you know, you don't, you don't have to go major, get in, get out, and start making money right as soon as you can. And it's a, and a lot of those careers, oh, great careers, trades, I'm a mechanic, and I've learned a ton, you know, it's, it's a, those are great fields. But that's, we're kind of more swayed to go that way. Not a lot of people are going like, go and become a geologist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a, something that a lot of people are told in the Latino communities. Right. And... That's awesome. It that it is cool that that's something that you guys are trying to do because that's mm-hmm. I think it, it definitely is needed. There's, I've met so many people where I'm like, you're smart, you know, like you you, you why are you here? You you could be doing something way more than what you're doing now, right? right? And like you you can aim higher, but uh, I don't know why that is because I think it's it's a mentality just that our parents have always had of going like, in and out, in and out, right. you know, and it's it's changing that uh ideal yeah and i think i think a lot of families do think that way um my parents were actually like pretty like okay you know what you do what you want kind of thing um but it was i think it's because it's like yeah lack of guidance like how do you get there what classes do you take how do you approach learning these yeah like like you told me earlier how do you approach learning this material especially like 
um, like the harder STEM classes. Like I know I like I didn't get tons of like chemistry formation in high school. I took like one, like two trimesters of chemistry, very basic. And I came into like high school, not high school, um, college, and they were like Gen Chem one. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going Gen on? Gen Chem one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? What's going on? I had to get a tutor. Um, saved my life. And but yeah, it's it's hard. But I think yeah, having people that are older doing it, I think really yeah, can inspire the younger generation. That's why so. I'm very grateful for my brothers mm-hmm. when I was going to high school, because like I couldn't come to my parents with math homework stuff, right. but I could come to my older brothers because they knew they they knew their stuff right, and so yeah. I would go to them. And I'm always like, how did you guys do it? You know, you guys <laughs> didn't have somebody like I have you guys, and I'm I'm very I was you know especially being an older sibling like mm-hmm. you are. Like your younger sisters are very fortunate to have somebody like that. Yeah, they they might be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, dude, how do you do this stuff?" Because right. like they can't come. You know, our our parents do a lot for us. It, mm-hmm. They do an immense amount for us, but there are some things that they can't do. Yeah. And finding the angles of a triangle is one of those things. You know, <laughs> so shout out Junior. Thanks for thanks for the help, bro. <laughs> That's so funny. And yeah, uh, being that 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 outreach, being that crew, that group is is something that's very needed. And other other than what you guys are doing now, do you other? We have the podcast, right? That mm-hmm. you guys in the are reaching out. Uh, I got stuff cooking. I got <laughs> stuff cooking. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. I I just I need to do this, and yeah, but it'll be hopefully done, put together sometime soon. It's so. it's come. I'm I'm. I am like just chomping at the bit. I'm ready. I, whatever you guys get me a, a guest list, and I, I have a few promotional things I have going, and I'm reaching out to local artists. I'm trying to use to make me some art, and then as soon as that's done, bam, off and going. <laughs> Podcast number two. Podcast number number two. Yeah, except it's not gonna. It's gonna be a little more professional. I think mm-hmm. I've I've had podcast. I've had uh, <laughs> like episodes of this one where I'm like. What were we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about because like, I've had I've had friends on here and uh, we end up like there's a bar right out mm-hmm. there and we end up getting we end up getting a couple of drinks and like halfway through the episode I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I mean I've heard professors like like to drink and they're over like Jim Dandies all the time so I don't know maybe they like that Jim Dandies is a place I love that place you got good beer. I'm a big beer fan. <laughs> I'm a big beer fan. But, oh, shoot. I did something. Uh, never mind. This is my, my equipment sometimes is very touchy. There we go. Did okay. you hear that? Did yes. you hear the weird? I think so. This thing is cheap. And I, I, it doesn't look cheap. <laughs> Just because sassy. there's a lot of knobs doesn't mean any of those knobs actually <laughs> do anything. Maybe there's maybe these two knobs, these two knobs, and these two knobs, and these buttons. That's it. This stuff right here is pointless. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. It looks really complicated. It does. It's got all the holes, right? Mm-hmm. All the holes and the twisty. Yeah, I can do this. This isn't doing anything. That's just... Huh. It's useless. It's huh. the knowledge of what actually... <laughs> the point, the, like, the thing that makes it useful is like knowing what knobs to turn. Right. So now that we're moving on from my chemi- my 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 gear, uh, what what uh, if you could give any advice to anybody thinking about going into though the field you're currently in right now? Mm-hmm. What advice could you give to them? 
I would say make sure to find your why and make sure it's a strong why because I mean I, we talked about this earlier if you don't have a strong why it's such a long road that I think you can get easily drained and and want to give up or you just or you just it's it's so hard that you need to have a, a good why motivating you to to push through if somebody doesn't know their why if they're looking for their why mm-hmm. what are some strategies that you would ed- Employ, employ them, implore them, implore them to ask. Does yeah, that make sense? Y- yeah. Um, I think if you're going into anything health related, I would really recommend like getting out there with the people, um, talking to people, listening, actively listening, not just being like, oh yeah, you know, but actually sitting down with someone and hearing, hearing what people have to go through because yeah, health care is all about taking care of other people. And so you have to have a heart for people you have to want to actually take care of them so um yeah get out there i think talk to people um shadowing is always good shadowing is always super important even though it's kind have of comfy awkward shoes, apparently have comfy shoes <laughs> um bring your little pen and pen your little pen and notebook to write whatever they want to tell you down because they do give a lot of good tips like oh go shadow that dentist tomorrow you know um, go talk, call them maybe they just want me to get out but like <laughs> they always give good recommendations yeah, go somewhere else don't be here <laughs> go bother that guy um no they've been really nice um but yeah just I guess just reach out to people. And I mean, I'm always available to, to help people. I've always told them, yeah, reach out to me if you ever want any guidance in this. Cause I know that I was confused and I had that guidance from older students. Um, and so I'm just always willing to like help out someone who's interested in going into, you know, either dentistry, or whatever health related field. When you got to ISU and was it, did you, you told me that was your initial goal, right? Was for dentistry. Mm-hmm. And how was the program like? How were the people that were there already there? Did was the program were they? Did you get to talk to the instructors immediately? Where you get to know them? The the people that were already in the program? Did you get to right. know who they were, or talk to them before? How yeah. how did that work? So I feel like in all the classes I've taken, like I mean, we're specifically talking about like not really my major classes, but like all the prerequisites. Mm-hmm. There are people the in general there. education classes. Um. I guess, could you rephrase your question? Just more like... <laughs> the college that you're in. Yes. How, what, how is the atmosphere there? The atmosphere. I guess when I talk to students from other universities that are also in the health professions, I'm actually really grateful that I'm going to ISU because their schools seem really like cutthroat environment, like oh, I'm happy you're failing that class kind of thing. Um, yeah, I've heard awful things about other schools. I'm like, oh, I wanted to go there in my undergrad. And I'm like, actually, I'm glad I came to ISU. People are really nice, actually, at ISU. The ISU's first, dope. I love are, ISU. I know. I used to not, like, yeah, I wasn't really, like, keen on coming to ISU because it was so close to home. And I was like, oh, no, I want to go somewhere else. Um, and I'm actually really grateful. I've met good people, people that actually care about my success and that have actually invested in me in in like my development as a human being and so um people are actually really nice and so i'm i'm happy that i'm on the path and like that i'm at like the university that i'm at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how would you say you've developed as a human being. as a human being <laughs> what are some big developments because um, i i've known you not directly. Right. You you play in the same choir that my, my family and has. And your parents are so nice. Yeah, they're nice on the front. Oh, so <laughs> Don't let them sweet. fool you. <laughs> no, they are the sweetest people ever, I think. They are very nice. I, I love them with all my heart. But uh, 
you know, and I've always like, oh, she, yeah, she, she's cool. You know, she's very religious. She goes to school. Uh, <laughs> she goes to very, school. Very, very, like, you know, I just, I know you at face value, mm-hmm. right? But so I don't know what growth you've had. I can't really, I can't, right. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I've, I know everybody. You know, I know <laughs> what they're all about. Right. I'm not, you know, but uh, how would you say college is, has, has taught you? What, what have you learned? Yeah. So I think one of the first things that the biggest things that it's taught me is to be proud of where I come from. Um, you know, we grew up in the same area, southeast Idaho, not diverse at all, which is, you know, I've, I'm not saying that I don't want to come up and be like, oh, you know, white people are bad. That's not what I'm saying. But when Most of my friends are white. Right, but me too. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> when you lack diversity um, and when you are the diverse person in a community that likes diversity, you tend to feel weird. You tend to feel out of place. And you tend, and like as humans, we want to belong. We want to be accepted. So for a really long time, and I want to say probably from like kindergarten until like a couple last years of high school, I, I didn't like being Hispanic, if I'm completely honest. And it, it makes me so sad to say this now. I didn't like being Hispanic. I was, I was a bit embarrassed of where I came from, hmm. and it's it's really sad. I'm like oh, I'm telling this to people on podcasts, but like it, it's 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 true, mm-hmm. um, because I felt as though that was going to be like a setback to what I wanted to achieve, or crazy crazy thoughts that I had, um, and I think you know getting into college, I still have some. My most of my friends were not Hispanic, you know, growing up. I love them all. I'm friends with like a lot of them still, which is great. Um, and they've helped me grow in, in those stages of my life. But getting into college, I was able to have a lot more of like Hispanic friends, which was good because I was able to connect with them and share experiences with them, even if I didn't want to, because like there was no choice because they, they had lived through such similar things. that I was like, well, you get it. I don't have to explain anything else. You, you understand because you've lived through, through similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've really come to understand that, like, my my differences actually make me stronger. It sounds so cliche, but it makes me it makes me more, I don't know how to word it, but it's motivated me more. And just coming to accept, like, who I am and where I come from and how those things are actually good and not bad, I think, has been one of the biggest areas of growth. How did you come up to figure out that you were, like, how did, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say this. <laughs> Cause I've I had that too. Um, yeah. I'll, 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 I mean, I'll, whenever Mexico played, I watched Mexico play. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I grew up. My family they were very Mexican, and I don't know how else to say that. But we were we ate beans, we ate rice, you know, right. pozole, menudo, all yes. that shit. That was all us, right? Uh huh. But whenever I hung out with my white friends, I wanted to fit in with them. So I I did a, a bit of a social chameleon is what I always it's said exhausting. I was like and you I would always be like all right how do I act here let's see what what I have to let's gauge the room and see what I have to do to just fit in here right. and a lot of times it's to not not I, I just don't want to stand out or you know whatever but and then when I did get to college it was me more my roommates because mm-hmm. I started I, I always hung out with Mexican with my Mexican friends too in high school but it was always they were always like, oh no, you're one of the white kids, you know, you you're not you're not like one of us. I'm like, how am I not one of you? <laughs> you know, right. I talked to you, I talked the same. We we're into the same <laughs> stuff. I know what corridos tumbaos are. You know, it's it's <laughs> I, I'm not that different. It's just I I and it's it's been it it is weird 
just having to fit in with multiple groups. Mm-hmm. Yo, I've heard the there's a there's a childish Gambino lyric. It, it's it's too white for the black kids and too black for the white kids. Mm-hmm. It's the same with kid with like being Mexican sometimes or being uh, a person of color. If you have to fit into multiple groups, and it, a lot of times I always felt that my friends that were Mexican they were like you're a white kid you know don't why are you hanging out with us yeah and then if I was with the white kids there was always that like you're our friend but you're different you know you're always like the brown guy you know you like you like soccer yeah and we like football I'm like I like football too right. <laughs> fitting in but you know that's what we're learning that's mm-hmm. what we're here for that's and that's part of the podcast for me is to let those kids that they that there is kids going through that stuff that we went through yeah they're they're going through the same things that 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 you know that area has to offer it's the same trials and tribulations that people are going to go through and i hope the voice the message i don't know i don't even know if it's this podcast can be considered a message mm-hmm. but just to let them know that it, people aren't alone a lot of a lot of there's a lot of similar problems that people go through and you're uh you're you're just showing what can be possible yeah. right and more power to you oh, it's hard you. To, it's hard to do <laughs> hard it's really hard to do no yeah especially if you have to freaking be doing organic biology <laughs> organic biology not for me <laughs> so at the at the at the end of every podcast right mm-hmm. i got i have some stuff to do here but um I like to, I like to ask certain questions at the end of every single podcast. But okay. this will be the first time we're gonna switch it up a bit, right? I usually ask, "What's the best piece of advice?" Or "What's the worst piece mm-hmm. of advice?" But now I want to switch this one up, and I want to ask you, who are some of the most influential people that you've had in your life? Oh, how many can I list? Three. Ah, oh, that's so hard. Can my mom and dad count as one? Yeah, that'll be parents. <laughs> parents count as one. My of parents. Um. Yeah, they have taught me how to work hard. You know, you, every immigrant, you know, kid is like, yeah, my parents taught me how to work hard. Um, and they taught me how to, like, serve people. My parents, yeah, we don't have a lot, but they're so willing to give. I saw your dad at my shop. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was like, what up, dude? I know who you are. <laughs> Did you say hi to him? <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's like, I didn't know you worked here. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, not no. a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad is my dad is great. Um, bless his heart. He has all girls, no boys. You're like, I wish I could have been the son you wanted. But <laughs> no. No. <laughs> my, dad, my dad has been so good at loving us, and he he's always supported our career goals, never has questioned my desire to be a doctor. And has always, like, actually defended me in front of, like, family friends that question my, like, ability. Really? Yeah. He's like, she can do it. But, like, that's expensive. He's like, yeah, she'll find a way. I'm like, yeah, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, my dad has <laughs> been just... showing so much pride. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. Um, oh, this is so hard. I've met so many great people in my life. Oh, they, they, can, they can be people you've never met, too. They can be people that you read about and you're like, that's a great way to live my life great way to live my life like harry potter no just kidding <laughs> you're a bit of a bookworm huh i am i am i don't have as much time to read fun books anymore though um what were the, what were the fun books you used to read what were you really into i was really into percy jackson oh you were into love percy jackson Ugh, those I were my I, I loved those books i couldn't make it past the first one what it was the li- lightning thief was, boring. was amazing <laughs> the more the, the movies were trash too the movies sucked i'll <laughs> say the movies were not good but those books were really good I was sea in- of monsters the the titan one 
No, nothing, huh? You no. didn't like Rick Ridorian stuff like that. No, I wasn't into the Greek mythology. Mm-mm. I loved Greek mythology. For a, for a little bit there, I was like, I'm going to start worshiping Greek <laughs> gods. I think that's oh, no. the way to go. No, your parents would have been so mad. They would have. They didn't know. I wouldn't have told them. But that was, I thought about it they for a while. They just find you in your room one day. With a little like, shrine. Oh, no, no, what no. What are you doing? Uh, so this is Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... um. Oh, man, this is such a hard question. You put me on the spot. I, I had a lot of really influential people, I think... um. In high school, a lot of my teachers, if I could name, can this count as one, too? Maybe high school can be one, and then college can yeah, be another. Yeah, well, you can do, you can do parents, t- teachers, parents and teachers. Okay, and that can be we'll two categories. We'll cat- do, they'll be dead, two okay. categories. I'm telling you, I just, I love people too much. Um, so in high school, I had, uh, you, you had her too, Miss Alvarez. She was dope. Yeah, oh, she's awesome. I think what she really taught me, you know, besides, pr- like, improving my Spanish and, like, reading and writing was... Um, she was a big inspiration for me wanting to become a teacher. Really? Mm-hmm. She's she's a great one, so it's understandable. She's awesome. Um, I think she taught me to, like, believe in myself more um, and to really just, like, full send, I guess, is what they use these days. What these like, kids are saying. <laughs> really date send. yourself there. What these kids are saying, saying full send. Well, sometimes I don't understand. I'm like, what does that mean? Someone, yeah, I don't get the slang. No, someone said, <laughs> you need to DTR the other day. I was like, what is that? What does that I mean? That means. I wanted to find the relationship, and I was like, no. "Oh, okay, what? that makes sense." Why are you people saying this stuff to me? <laughs> I do feel old too, because people. I I look up people. They send me just like, they, I think it's just a misspelled word, and I look it up, <laughs> and it, it sure enough, it's always some type of uh, what's it, what's it called when it's um, it's shortened? Uh, gosh dang it! I mean, not I don't remember. I forget what those are called. I. <laughs> A text shorter, a woman called a short, oh, a short I shortening. I don't remember. But I hate, hey. I hate those. <laughs> I don't like I'm them either. Like, why are you kids? Why are you kids talking to me like this? <laughs> Talk to me like a normal human being. Right. Why do you guys have punctuations? No, people lack punctuation. That's what annoys me. They I don't suck at it. I put commas where they shouldn't be commas. I oh. just like using punctuation. Commas are hard. It's okay. It's like because I've always told <laughs> commas is where you take a breath. Right. So I'm always like, um, I'll just pause every once in a while. <laughs> cool, right there. Comma fits right there, right there. Prepositions <laughs> and then periods. People do. People overuse exclamation points. I'm that kind of person. Just a bunch of exclamation points. Twenty-five exclamation points afterwards. I I use tons of emojis too, but um, anyways, uh, Miss Alvarez I think was really influential in my life, and I still see her around sometimes. I'm like, oh hi and we keep in touch and she was actually one of the people that I sent my personal statement to because she actually like she knows me she knows mm-hmm. who I am Miss um, Bedwell I don't know if you remember Miss Bedwell Barbs so cool Little such Barbs. a cool lady she's um, really smart she's amazing and I think she inspired me to like cause I took calculus in high school and that was such a hard class that was the first class that I think really like broke you it broke me i cried so much and she i cried <laughs> oh my God. it was the beginning of the tears um due to school no but um she really taught me that like there's no subject you can't learn you just have to learn how to approach it a way that like makes sense to you mm. and that really has changed the way that i've learned in college it's helped me so much because there are days i'm like i i don't understand this but i just told that i have to find another way for it to make sense in my mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. so definitely her I really hope I don't leave anybody out, but college, 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 college. Oh, that's hard. 
I've had lots of really good professors. Um, I've heard there's so many cool professors. There are really cool ones. And then people have, like, not named for them, but they're like, oh, you know, like, the guy who likes fish or, like... The guy who likes fish. (laughs) I know there's a lot of foreign professors. Uh Uh-huh. And a lot of people have troubles with with the foreign foreign exchange professors because they're like, I don't understand the accent. That's, I feel like, a lot of the math professors. The Um, Russian math guy. That's what I uh, I always heard, the (laughs) Russian math guy. They're like, do you have the the Russian math guy? Like, thankfully, no, because <laughs> all you guys are always talking that it's like his class is impossible because you're learning super high level math. Right. And you can't understand. In a Russian accent, <laughs> which is hard enough in a regular like English accent, you know, let mm-hmm. alone a Russian one. Yeah. Um, oh, this is hard. It's an extent Switching it up here. The daytime ticket. This isn't an easy, this isn't easy to walk in the park. I know. People it. coming in here thinking it's going to be a breeze. I was practicing last night. I was like, okay, if you ask me this, I'll be like, la, 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 and I'll say this. And I wasn't expecting this question. Um, just the silence. Can't think of anything. I've met lots of really cool people. Um, actually, I think I do know who would be a pretty influential person um, in college. I mean, besides like friends and stuff. But is that a baby? There's a baby outside. <laughs> I don't know. If, hopefully it doesn't. They can't hear it, but I doubt they'll be able to hear it. Poor kid. Anyways, um, you, uh, the, the focus missionaries at the center, um, there are some Catholic missionaries, and I've come across them, and I think... Um, Jeremy the, Allen? Hmm? There was a guy named Allen. He was a missionary. Did you ever meet him? I never he was met cool. him. Yeah, like a lot of them are really cool, and I think they've just taught me, like, they've kind of have helped form me in a way that's, like, not just focused on, like, worldly goals. Because pursuing dentistry is very, like, you know, you have to be goal-driven. And I just, it's been good to have them so I don't get completely lost in, like, this is all there is to life. Success. They give you a spiritual edge. Mm -hmm. A spiritual edge. Which is very important. Mm. So, I think, and other influential people, I mean, I've met tons of, and I know I'm going to forget someone, and it's going to be awful, and I'm going to feel so bad, but... I, I think I just, I want to say everybody, because I feel like even if you have bad experiences with people, they still are able to teach you something that's going to help you grow. So so spiritually, yes how do you like set time for that? <laughs> I know. Already you, I have so many things. <laughs> you know, do you meditate or anything of yeah. the, the, that nature? So I think prayer has been something that I've tried to prioritize. Um, Try to do the rosary every day. Um, a it's whole a, rosary? Yeah, it's a lot shorter in English, B2Dubs. Like it's, it? it's very short in English. It's only like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this. So that's part of my uh, daily prayer life. But also, um, here I am like promoting another podcast. You know, you've heard of Father Mike Schmitz. I'm sure you have. He's like super popular priest, Catholic, you know. I think I saw him at ICYC. ICYC. Probably he went one year. Yeah. Good looking dude. Yeah, he is. He's, he's yeah. awesome. And he, he said tattoos were okay. And I told my <laughs> parents he said tattoos were okay. And they said no. <laughs> oh, I think that just comes down to like, you know. Preference. Preference. Um, but uh, he has a podcast right now. Like he's reading the whole Bible in a year. And like, you know, reading it and then like reflecting on it and stuff. So that's part of like my daily like little scripture like injection kind of thing mm. every day and i can do it on the go like i like that you put it, you said it, it's scripture injection and you pointed <laughs> at your arm <laughs> you didn't go up here okay it's a, here. it's a it's a yeah right, in, right there in my heart in my mind just do the whole thing do the whole cross <laughs> the whole cross sign of the cross um and then um i mean your parents go to adoration every month um, yeah they do they're always like you gonna come I'm like 
You should come sometime. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to do some other stuff. The, the student center has that every week. And so... Um, People who don't know what adoration is, they go, they sit in front of... Uh, I don't know what's called in English. Santissimo? Um, so it's... We, we believe that, like, Christ is present um, in, like, the Holy Eucharist. And I'm, I'm going to use some... People, go look it up. Go look it up. It's on the it's internet. It's a wicked-looking thing. <laughs> it looks cool. It's like a big gold piece, and it's got... like It looks like a sun. Yes. And inside is a little a wafer. yes. And then, so, and then they sit in front of that. They and it's, it, it looks cool. It looks cool. I've seen a lot of people cry when they see it. And I'm it's, like, what is going on? I think it's it's just like, yeah, like a form of prayer, very intimate. Um, and I mean, yeah. And so I try to go to that every week. And then at least, at least 10 minutes a day, you know, pray, thank him for like everything he's done for me and ask him to help me get through tomorrow. And Yeah. It's a good way to reflect. You're very, you're, you're very religious, and I, 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 I admire that, but I, I'm, 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 I'm a little religious. I go to church. <laughs> I thought you were Christmas. I thought you were Christmas. Yeah, I go every once in a while. I'm not saying I'm, like, the most Catholic, but, I mean, I'm not, like, a devil or anything. Well, you know? and I think you have to remember that, like, just because you go to church doesn't make you a saint. I've said that to so many people, just going, like, I have no plenty of people that, you know, right. go that don't go to church, and they are awesome people. Right, and so, I think, yeah. Anyway, who's the third person? <laughs> the third person? Oh, this is so hard. Oh, my gosh. The third person. Oh, yeah, I can tell you the focus missionary. Doesn't that count? Yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out, but yeah. I'll, I I'll just take don't it. know. Ah. <laughs> this dang thing. There we go. I'll just have to turn that up. Yeah, I don't know. Number three. Now, those are your three, then. Your parents, your teachers, and missionaries. I think so. I think I know. I think I, I feel like I'm missing someone, like someone who has been like changed my life. Um, oh, you know Lolita. I do know Lolita. Yeah, I love her. The yeah, the mandolin. Um, so she's my sponsor for confirmation, but she's honestly become like a second mother to me. Um, yeah, she's. I think just taught me on how like what kind of woman I want to be when I'm older, and not in the sense of like professionalism, but like in the family life and also in just like the way that I treat other people. Mm. Yeah, so like second mom. Shout out Lolita. Yeah, all my people. If anybody great. wants to go know who any of these people are, <laughs> go to St. Bernard's on a on a Sunday <laughs> at 12 or at 1. one p- you don't even know PM. what time math is at I do know what time it is. I just I just usually have to make sure with my brother be like, hey, what time is church? He's like, yeah, it's the same time every week. Why do you always ask me? And I'm like, I forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. But. Okay. All right. Um, we'll do. We'll, I always have. We'll, I don't know if I want to ask the, the last one. You know what? Ugh. You said something that I was going to That I think is, is a good uh, way. You said you were preparing for stuff, right? So if you were in my shoes. Wait, that I have what? You said you were preparing yourself, right, for questions I would have asked. Yes. So if you were in my shoes, what questions would you have asked yourself? Oh, well, yeah, they were kind of like intro questions, like, oh, what do you do in your free time? Or, they were really superficial questions. The vanilla questions? Yeah. Want me to ask you the vanilla questions? <laughs> no, it is fine. What's I, your favorite color? <laughs> is it blue? No, I actually like white. Oh, the absence of color. What? <laughs> no, it's just, it's nice. White and black, I don't think, should be considered colors. Oh, my gosh. Okay, fine. I like sage. Sage is a pretty color. 
Sage like green. green, like a weird green. Sage green, very, though. Not very like that pale kind of green. green. No, that's like a neon. Not yeah. a neon. More of a forest green. Yeah, I like sage. Sage, sage. is a color. Yeah. Do you believe like sage stuff would work to like ward off spirits or anything? Do you believe in that stuff? Yeah. No. Mm. Do you believe in ghosts? Now we're asking the real questions <laughs> here. I kind of want to know. Like Do you believe in ghosts? You have all these things to ask. You put it on the spot. What if like people come to haunt me at night? <laughs> I don't think ghosts listen to podcasts. I think I'm you'll be safe. No, I can't even watch scary movies at night. Really? I hate scary movies. I love scary stuff. No. I love it all. I like I listen to podcasts about ghosts, serial killers, aliens, all that stuff. Just like feed no. me more cults, all of it. I love it. I love <laughs> learning about that stuff. You don't like any of that? No, I'm more into like historical. I like I like history. Their history. Cults are part of history. Okay, okay. Jonestown. No. Manson. The Manson murders. None of that. Okay. None of that. None of that rings I, a bell like, for you. I like a nice, calm life. Yeah, you like sage. I like sage. <laughs> Throw some sage around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, Jocelyn. Uh, the, at the very end of every single podcast, uh, I will give the microphone to you, and you can shout out whatever you want to shout out. I already asked you the last questions I was going to ask you, but you know what? For the sake of uh, for the sake of just continuity of every single one of my episodes, I'm going to ask you the questions I always ask people. So, okay, what is the best piece of advice you could give or have been given? Mm-hmm. I guess just learn to trust the process. And that's kind of like cliche again, but something that I'm learning and something that I think it's going to be taught to me in the next couple of months. Trust um, the process. Yeah, just trust. Trust that it's going to work out. Especially you not, not being a faith. Are you not person. a very like trustworthy person, or it takes what? Like, do you not do you have trouble giving trust, trust. out to people? It takes a while for I me. I guess to I should have phrased that better. Yeah, I was like, oh, I think I'm trustworthy. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think it definitely takes time for me to like actually open. Cause yeah, like like all you saw. Before, probably before this was like the face yeah. put together. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a while for me to open up to people. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can trust me later on in the future. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> you get along with my family, so oh, your now, now, you, now you get to know. Now you get to know the other side of, of the Ortiz <laughs> clan. <laughs> the, the not as appealing side of the no, Ortiz clan. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, and. Uh, uh, what is the worst piece of advice mm. you or could give? The worst piece of advice. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, this one always gets people. This one, this one, for some reason, people have a hard time answering. Because <sighs> sometimes I get they give me answers where you go, that could be good advice though, yeah. but in their situation, it wasn't good advice. Oh, I think the worst advice. Hmm. See, this kind of contradicts what like my best advice, but like I think just be, I guess, just careful. Like, be willing to give trust, but not be willing to give it to like everybody, kind of thing. I know it's so contradicting, but like it can be. You know, you know what I mean. Like, not everyone. I do know what you mean. Not, not everyone, everybody deserves your trust. Right. So I, I guess that kind of contradicts the best piece of advice. Like. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know. Um, best piece of advice: I just try your best every day, and if you fail at the end of the day, don't be too hard on yourself. So that's the best. That's the best, and the worst. Don't give your trust out to people. 
Wait, the way so they give your trust out to people would be the worst piece of advice. Because if you if the worst piece of advice is don't give your trust out, that means to give your trust out. I'm telling you, I'm making myself. I... Yeah, we're running in circles here. <laughs> Just be a good person. Yeah. Don't be mean to people and be nice. So that's the good piece of advice. Yeah, that's, I've given so many good pieces of advice. I can't. Bad so what's advice. the bad? So what's the bad piece of advice? Uh, if like you that. could give bad piece of advice, what would you give? Oh, a bad? Like I would, a bad I would try of... not to give a bad exactly. piece of advice. But what would be, you can, you can give somebody bad advice, advice that they should never listen to. What would you okay. say? Okay. Um, mm. oh, this is hard. Nothing? I don't know. I guess... Bad piece of advice. I guess it, I find it kind of irksome when people are like, oh, just, you know, do you. Um, it's annoying. I'm like, that. actually, that's kind of selfish, and you aren't really considering, like, I feel like the ongoing consequences of what that could lead to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like that. So maybe Just do you. Yeah, just go uh, do you. So annoying. Anyways, I feel like it's just a very um, all of a sudden impulsive kind of thing. And I'm like, that's stupid. No, mm-hmm. I like to think things through. Yeah, as you can probably tell. So I like that. Yeah, that's good. Bam, yeah. right there. Do you <laughs> is the bad piece of advice? <laughs> All right, uh, you come to the very end of the podcast. I said this several times already. The microphone is yours to shout out whatever you want to shout out. If you want to uh, your clubs, if you want to give any last pieces of advice, I give the microphone to you. Oh, to me. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> I should have thought about this. You should have told me. Yeah, I, I I know I should tell people that there's these questions at the very end, but I kind of like to see people squirm. So Wow. It's very um, sadistic. I think that's what sadistic means. <laughs> you like to see people in pain, I writhing mean, around. I would just tell, um, yeah, all those people that, like, like we talked about earlier, that maybe feel like as though they're in a place that they feel as though they don't belong or feel as though they, like, have to change dramatically um, to fit in that that's not the case and that if there is not quote unquote a place where you feel like you fit in then like like make that place make that place where you'll fit in kind of thing and i don't you do that sounds like you do you and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) no no (laughs) just yeah don't don't care too much especially like out like i don't know if any younger teenagers listen to this but like my my audience does have some eighteen year olds, so yeah. Don't care too much about what like that popular. That does sound like you your... do you. Hey, you I do know, you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Think things through. Be a smart kid, but don't care too much about what people think. Yeah, you know. All right, I like that. <laughs> All right, Yoselin, give me some skin. Uh, thank Woo! you. Love you, everybody.
you made it to the end. If you're listening to these, it's been a while since I've done of end of uh, show little uh, how the hell are you type deal. <clears throat> but uh, big shout outs once again to the famous Juan Jose. If you don't know, you better get educated because the famous Juan Jose, man, he's putting shit out. He's making moves. He's making the fucking gabagoo. And also support your local artists. Here's some local artists that I have been very fortunate to run into and would like to get their name out to you guys so you guys can go show your support by following them on their Instagrams or just going out and seeing them when they perform at local venues. <clears throat> the first one is Blaze. Blaze Trollson. He was on the podcast a while ago, but he's always performing around Pocatello. The kid is talented, man. The kid has some pipes on him. And if you guys uh, follow him on Instagram at B-L-A-I-Z-E-11 uh, and hopefully go out and see one of his shows. He does a lot of the show, the open mic nights at Station Square where I do the recording for the podcast. He does uh, those are Thursdays from six to five, I believe. And then he does he also does shows at the Union Tap Room. It's a whiskey bar, and uh, I mean, yeah, the kid, the kid, he's good. That's all you can say about him. Also, <clears throat> uh, Rainy Bonnie, another one that I've been in contact with. She's doing some artwork. I that for me in the new podcast that I'm working on, and. Again, she has some cool artwork. Uh, you know, just go out, show your support. Her Instagram handle is R A I N E E E B O H N E Y. Could be say that wrong. Could be Boney. Could be Bonnie. Maybe, maybe it's you know something else. Some third option. I'm not saying. But follow them. Let them show them support. And also, Mythic Apex. My guy, my fucking Goomba, one of my favorite artists to come out. My favorite artist to come out of Las Vegas. Mythic Apex, M-Y-M-Y-T-H-I-C-A-P-E-X. Follow him, like his shit, and as soon as he starts doing stuff that you can buy and you can get it delivered to you, get it, because it's... It's it's art, man. It's art, and you gotta you gotta always you gotta always gotta get get in there. And you gotta enjoy the art. All right, there's a bunch of artists here, and I think we need to start supporting. We need to start supporting. All right, have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good rest of your work week. Have a good weekend. Whenever you listen to this, you fucks. I love you. <laughs>